welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, I know it is a, a surprise. Um, we're coming to you from a special location. I know that we have had many restrictions that stop us from meeting us physically, but thank God that does not have to stop us from meeting in the spirit. As Apostle Paul said that, I will be there in the spirit. So we thank God for this opportunity to do something different today. And I'll explain to you why this is special. Some time ago, I just saw a dream of us being up here on the mountain and we were displacing certain things and taking dominion over certain things. And I felt like it was important that this Sunday, we come to you from this special place. Locations are very important in the realms of the spirit. I remember my father saying, don't let anybody tell you that locations are not important. But even when they tell you that a location does not matter, they say that from a location, whether that be an offline location or an online location, they still use a platform to tell you a platform doesn't matter. So the more we study in the scriptures, we will find how God would anoint a location appoint his name to be in a certain location. And I hope that you have one such location even in your house that is set apart, consecrated. For me, this place was one such place where in a very crucial time in my life, in a very critical time, the Lord called me up to pray. And this place became a place of many encounters. This place became a place where I understood God in a way that I had not previously understood. This place became a place where I was reintroduced to the God of my childhood. This place brought so much light and direction of how I must proceed in many areas. So I find that very critical and very special that I come to you from this location of victory. You see, people of God, when Abraham gave his tithes to Melchizedek, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the Levite, four generations down, he gave tithes to Melchizedek through that one moment where Abraham was giving his tithe to Melchizedek. It's a very special scripture. It explains to us spiritual dynamics of how there is a father who is having a very supernatural encounter because we know Melchizedek didn't have a father and a mother and he's having a very supernatural experience and then revelation births inside the spirit. Nobody told him. It wasn't law. In fact, it was way before the Old Testament because the Old Testament came with Moses. 
So before law existed, Abraham has a revelation to bring his tithes to Melchizedek. Now, out of that moment, the Bible is saying that Levite participated in that revelation. The Levite who was coming after four generations, he participated in that encounter. He participated in that moment of his father's revelation. Now, does that mean that all his brothers participated in that equally? That is to know. Obviously, the Levite had a different lifestyle than his brothers because we don't hear his other brothers mentioned. So four generations down the line from Abraham, somebody has a lifestyle that matches the lifestyle of his father, whom he has never met. And somehow he taps into the revelation, the encounter and the access and the inheritance that his father had brought to him through that moment of encounter. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. That is something. That is profound. That means, as inspired by the Spirit, when I come to you from this location, I can also guarantee you that this location, when I had those encounters with the Lord, I can tell you this location, you were also having those encounters, whether you realized or not. Many, many years later, maybe you, you came to know our ministry. But what you didn't know, that there was breakthroughs happening years before you even arrived. So, there has been so many experiences I've had with God that I don't even know if I will ever speak about. Dimensions that I didn't know existed was revealed to me at this place. Grace and mercy in a way that I've never encountered before was revealed to me in this place. So, I want you to know you don't need to come to this place. The place is coming to you right now. <laughs> we have been on a beautiful journey, people of God. The Lord has been teaching us so many things. Today, I will keep it short. And we are on the topic of being rooted. And I know that you have been really enjoying what God has been talking to us from Adam and how he peaked from glory and looked outside the glory. And we've been talking about his translation. And we're probably going to look at it deeper in the weeks to come. But today, I want to set the base for what is to come. That will lead us back to the two disciples uh, from Emmaus. They're walking down from Jerusalem, a two and a half hour walk. And the Bible talks about how they were reasoning with each other, talking about the things that had taken place. And the Bible says, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, were drawn to them and started walking 
closely to them. Today, I want to talk to you about the nearness of our Lord. How do we attract the nearness of our Lord? After the resurrection, we know certain incidents that took place at the tomb. Certain disciples that refused to just stay at home and accept defeat. They went after the body of Jesus. And among them were a few women. And the Bible says Mary reached there first, looked for Jesus, could not find Jesus. She begins to weep. Mary goes back and tells the disciples that Jesus is missing. Couldn't find them in the, in the tomb. Now Peter and John, interestingly, were the only two people that were dead enough to go out and look for him because others were very afraid of what the Roman soldiers would do to them, what the religious chiefs would do to them. So they are in hiding, but two of these guys, they were bold enough to go and search for him. The Bible says about how Peter and John, Peter was running ahead and later on John overtook Peter. Those are very important details. Okay, many start passionately, but they're not able to keep up in their passion for whatever reasons. And finally, they, he enters. They look for Jesus and they couldn't find Jesus. And they leave that tomb. But the Bible says, Mary remains. So now here's something that's interesting. So Mary comes, looks for Jesus, does not find, goes back, invites Peter and John. Both of them are coming together. Now notice, Mary doesn't stay back home. So that means that she didn't just come to communicate the fact that Jesus was missing. She wasn't now just going to go back and just go back into depression and just stay at home fearful. She comes back with these two guys and continues her search for her master. Now, these both could not find Jesus and they were ready to go back, but Mary refused because she was not about to give up even though she has now confirmed, even with Peter and John has confirmed that yes, Jesus is gone. According to them, taken away because they didn't know he was resurrected yet. And Mary remained there weeping. It's so amazing. It is in that moment, the Bible says, Jesus appeared to her. So it's very important for us to understand this, this detail. So the question is, wasn't Jesus there when Mary reached there the first time? Yes, absolutely, he was there. But there was no necessity for him to manifest at that moment. There was no demand for him to manifest. So when, he, when she goes and brings these two disciples, and one was a beloved of Jesus, so even at that moment, Jesus refused to manifest himself because there was no demand for his manifestation. So when the two disciples, when they were there, wasn't Jesus there? Yes, 
but he still did not manifest to them because there was no demand there was no hunger there was no desperation there was no sacrifice they came they looked they observed and they left but then the next part mary remains there and she does not just remain there she begins to weep and weep and weep just refusing to leave that location i can imagine a moment where peter and john says come let's go let's go it's not safe let's go and this woman refused to go with them he said this is dangerous for you to be found here because if the roman soldiers come your life may be in danger it's not the best time for us christians to be out here but mary refused to be intimidated she refused to leave that location that place right after peter and john left the lord jesus manifested himself to mary so now the critical part that i want you to understand is that the lord jesus did not manifest himself when peter and john was there there's something about the lord jesus observing weighing valuing the level of sacrifice of each individual you see the presence of god is available to everybody yes it was available to peter and john at the same time but the level at which one person had access into that presence of god was different from what the others had access to yes everybody has access to the lord jesus but the amount that which he manifests to us is different we all have access to the throne room of god but how much of that throne room of god is manifest to us in our homes in our life and that differs and that is the pursuit of a true jesus lover Jesus lover is not somebody who is chirping around the name of Jesus and posting about Jesus on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere and talking about Jesus all the time. A Jesus lover is somebody who doesn't just love Jesus but is somebody who refuses to leave that location. until you are able to draw Jesus out of that hidden place and you are able to say lord i'm not just a jesus lover by name but i am a jesus lover because i refuse to leave that location until his manifestation is made known to me even today child of god lord jesus is waiting to reveal himself to somebody
who is able to understand that there are people that you love but have not paid a price to tap into that same thing that you long for because the level at which you long for is not at the level at which they long for Jesus. Let me let me get that one more time. They love Jesus too. But the level at which you are desperate for the level at which you are willing to die and the level of the sacrifices they are not the same so the lord jesus has to wait for those to leave your presence before he can allow his presence to make manifest to you so i want you to look at what surrounds you and say is that things or people or individuals that surround my vicinity that stops me from accessing the things that I desperately want to access so the lord jesus appears to mary and he says don't touch me yet because i haven't gone to my father another version says don't cling to me because i haven't gone to my father yet it's it's powerful there's two a theological understanding to this scripture there are some people that says he was just saying don't hold on to me because i have to go to my father but then there is a moment where jesus is saying go and tell your brothers that i go to the father in other words he is going to catch up with them but before he catches up with them go and tell them i'm coming but i have to go to the father so that is very clear to me that jesus was not it was not in a schedule it wasn't the original plan but there was one woman who refused to budge and held on to that location and the lord had to make himself manifest you see the bible talks about a woman named hannah hannah was highly favored by her husband she had no need she had all the attention she had craved for she was pampered but god allowed an enemy that would continually shame her make fun of her because she was barren make note when there is somebody that will shame you for a lack in your life that is the moment that prepares you to have an favor that you were not prepared for okay so there must be a level of rejection from man that prepares you for the attention an unusual attention an unusual access into the presence of god and it is a theme throughout the bible i'm not trying to make a theology out of one moment you will see that in the life of david rejected by the brothers prepared for the throne In fact the prophetic ministry if you see prophets they were lone people misunderstood people alone on mountain tops so if you're preparing your children to be prophets you see you have to then start preparing them for the lifestyle of the prophet so means they cannot be this people that have a thousand friends around them there's something about them you will, you observe them you will see their loneliness 
they don't have too many friends. They're not in the popular club. They're not in every party. They, they find themselves misunderstood. They find themselves alone. They find themselves in a path where there is not too many of them that is willing to participate. The road is definitely narrow, but that is a preparation for the call because there are very few people in your life that are willing to pay the same amount of sacrifice to die the kind of death that is required to go to in places in court. Very few people. And that is what makes that journey not too crowded. And here is Hannah, troubled by people around her. She begins to go into the temple for a year. She is now, year after year, she's now going in and she is now praying and praying, praying, praying. One moment, she begins to travail in prayer to the point where the priest thought that she was drunk. In that moment, that drew the attention of the priest to her. He said, go home this time next year. You will have a child. Now remember, the priest was not a prophet, but he was in a place where the presence of God was. And standing in a place where the presence of God was, the priest is now tapping into that grace and releasing a blessing. As the office of a priest, in the location of the presence of God, he speaks a word over her life and says, next year, this time. And he was not prophesying about it. He's, he wasn't saying, oh, I have searched the mind of God and the mind of God says next year, this time. No, 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 no. He understands where he is. He understands what is on him. He understands the anointing that is on him. So he speaks and that begins to bear fruit in Hannah's life. But the moment that triggered that blessing was when she refused to leave that place and she began to weep to the point where it looked foolish. But it brought the attention of God. Finding a place, a place of sacrifice, you have to monitor and say, is there anybody around me that cannot participate in the level of sacrifice that I have brought forth. Because remember, the Levite was able to tap into the grace of his great-great-grandfather because he was now participating in that level of sacrifice four, year, four generations down. So here is Peter and John, not willing to pay the same price of persisting and staying there. You see, not all the time that people around you are willing to pay the same amount of price that you pay to get to where they have to get. But the least that they can do is to honor the sacrifices that you have paid. So that honor now opens the door to where to, for them to be able to travel and get to that location where you are going. But imagine 
you are paying a price and God honors you and God says, I see your prayer, I see your sacrifices, I see your persistence. But then there is somebody in your house, in your friendship, in your circle that mocks your sacrifice, mocks your persistence, laughs at how crazy you are. That individual can never partake of that blessing that you have been prepared for by the Lord. In some houses, it is the wife that prays a lot. In some other houses, it is the husband that prays a lot. The least that your spouse can do to participate in the blessing of that praying spouse is to honor that grace of persistent, that grace that is on them that has caused them to stay on their knees on your behalf. By honoring that, you tap into that grace that is on their life. But this week, I want you to ponder and meditate and thank God and raise a gratitude and say, God, I want to thank you because there are breakthroughs that I may not have seen now, but it's already um, that I'm part of, that I already participate in. Whether I realize it or not, it is still available to me. And I'm going to pray for you from this place that the mighty hand of God be revealed to you. The next season is going to be very special. The next season, when the Lord wants to open up new levels to you, I want you to know the enemy will come in strong. He will come in to fight you. He will come in to discourage you. In fact, sometimes we are not able to really celebrate our victories because our past battles were so sore that it has left us wounds that we're still reeling off, we're still bothered by. So yes, you have passed through rivers and you have passed through high waters and you're still alive and you are well, but you're still thinking about that last argument. You're still thinking about that word that was said in a weak moment. So God has saved you, he rescued you from a huge demon that was sent to destroy your family. But you're not able to celebrate your victory because you're still pondering about the past failures. You're still pondering about, but how could he say that? How could she have done that to me? So you never be able to celebrate the victory and slowly you find yourself being sucked back into that lie that had caused all the problems in the first place. Now, instead of taking time to thank God for the victory that he has given you in the battle, you're about to lose the war. So child of God, I want you to be mindful of all the victories that God has given you and your house. Instead of focusing on all the negative, that negativity that is around you, I want you to thank the Lord for the victories that God has given you because that's another trick of the enemy. He wants you to focus so much on the defeats, so much on the past wounds and not celebrate the little victories that God has given you. So you and your family, today I want you to look around and say, what victories can I thank God for? What victories can I celebrate? Now, I'm going to be rooted in that location where I'm filled with gratitude. I sow the seeds of honor and I stayed there and I enter 
into greater victories. I want to conclude with this. Sometimes, spiritually, it is very difficult to measure spiritual growth. You know, I remember seeing my son Moses as a, as a little wonder in my hands. In fact, um, I happened to be the accidental midwife for my son Moses. But for crying out loud, I don't remember when he grew that tall. But I can, I can, I have been with him every single day. I don't remember seeing him grow tall. But once in a while, I have a guest or two come home and they will remark, I said, hey, you have grown tall. And I'm wondering, when did that happen? He grew right in front of my eyes and I didn't even know. I never caught the growth. So some of you, you've grown so much in the last one year and you may not feel like you have grown. But if you observe, and in fact, if you can talk to some people that are not so close to you, they will be able to testify that you are not the same person. So then how come you face the same problems? How come you're facing the same irritations and the same pain and the same turmoil because there's something that hap needs to happen on the inside at the called the renewal of your mind. So your spiritual stature grew up but at the same time your mind has to be renewed to know that you have grown. Now if your, if your growth in spiritual stature has been great then your posture has to match the stature. So if God has now picked you up from the sheepfold as a boy and now he's turned you into a man, he's put you on a throne, your, your stature has grown. So that means now your posture has to match the stature. That means you can't be playing around like the kid you were before. That means you cannot be sulking like the kid you were before. That means the offense that used to bother you before cannot bother you today. Your, your stature and your posture of your heart must match. When that doesn't happen, that's when the deceiving serpent comes in to take advantage. And now he sees that you have not renewed your mind and then he's able to bring you down in your mind. So spiritually, you may be in an elevated place, but you will never reach there in your mind. Hey, so that means that now your faith becomes a limitation because the faith requires the renewal of your mind. Everything, all the gifts are connected to faith. And because in your mind you are defeated, in your mind, you are not being translated. In your mind, you are down. In your mind, you still act like a kid. And therefore, you can never function in the greatness, in the elevation that the Spirit has blessed you and your house with. So today, let me pray with you from this place. The Lord has been very gracious to us. And if it wasn't for the Lord on our side, we would not be here. So we want to go to the Lord, you and your house, anybody that God has sent into this ministry, you're part of this breakthrough without even realizing it. 
Some people realize it fast. Some people take the time to realize it. That is a mystery in itself. That is for another day. But you are here today and we celebrate what God is doing. And we thank God for what he's doing. I can tell you this maturity. I don't know if I should give this away, but I think you will like it. That starting from yesterday, we have turned a new chapter again in the realms of the spirit. So you see, sometimes without knowing it, our posture never changes. So we never get to enjoy the stature of where God is lifting us together. But you're going to see it. You're going to see the next three, four weeks, a lot of things are falling into place. A lot of testimonies. Homes are being released to people. New homes, yes. Property blessings are coming upon people in the name of Jesus. I release breakthroughs. I come against every demon every old serpent that has been fighting to destroy you and your house. I come to it from this location, from this place of victory, from this place of encounter, from this place with gratitude and honor. We connect with you. In the name of Jesus, let that breakthrough be yours. In the name of Jesus, whatever the enemy has planned to do in your life, just by your synchronization, I declare this over you, that the enemy will not have victory and the Lord Jesus will have total victory in your life in Jesus' mighty name. So, Kobanev, but this week, I want you to be that memory that is rooted and say, I refuse to leave because I want more than just the presence of God. I want the manifestation of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that, that this week, the rivers of God will flow into their life in an unprecedented way. Father, I thank you for this place. Pray with me wherever you are. Open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues. Begin to let the spirit carry you. Let the atmosphere in your house shift. Man taken, I, I know sitting at home watching this on a video, the, the tendency is to allow lukewarmness into it. But I want you to tap into the grace that is being released from this place. Open your mouth and open your mouth and build an altar. Lift your voice. Cry out like you've never before. And let the Lord hear you. May the Lord's attention come on you. Join me in prayer. Father, I pray that this year that your children will be rooted like never before. Every area that the enemy has scattered, every area that they were not sure, this year let them be established. This year, let their roots go deep. This year, Father, angels be dispatched for your children right now. 
Zenta Mama Mama. I believe in the ministry of angels. Lord, right now I send angels to wherever they are. I send angels of God to their homes. Angels of God arrest every demonic activities that has been destroying the purposes of God in their house. Right now in Jesus mighty name. Let there be light in their house. Let the fire of God be released in their house. Father, let them become Jesus lovers in an unprecedented way. We thank you for doing that, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I am so glad that you were able to join me on this beautiful episode. And I know that there is so much of greatness that is being released to you through this one video. So stay in prayer, stay connected to the Lord this, this week and the best is yet to come. God bless.